0: You know, I don't know if I would be sitting here talking to you without running through running prayer and therapy. You know, that's why I made it through.
1: Welcome to running is cheaper than therapy podcast. I am your host, Dr. Wita L. Brown. I inspire and promote movement. I explain How running adds to life from a mental wholeness aspect. How obstacles can be overcome in life to make it to your finish line. Welcome to Running is Cheaper Than Therapy, episode 45. Today is a very special day. It's my anniversary. I think about Tony, Tony, Tony. Do you know what today is? It's my anniversary. One year ago, today, I launched Running is Cheaper Than Therapy. The day is also significant and that it is the day that my mother passed away with breast cancer. October 27th, 2008. I'll never forget that day, the moment I watched her breathe her last breath. I decided to launch the podcast as a way to celebrate her memory and that she inspired me to be the woman I am today. She is the inspiration for me starting to run and where I got the idea for the book as well as the podcast. So today I honor Mae Robinson Brown. And I have a very special episode today. I thought about doing a solo episode, but I wanted to feature a guest. And this guest is significant in that we both share a love of running. We both went to FAMU, the best college in the world. And we both started running after a family member passed For me, it was my mother. For him, it was his oldest brother. He gained weight and he's developed a significant love of running following the death of his brother. Following the death of his brother, he started to love running. I'm trying to talk him into doing triathlons, but he won't budge. So, this is my vow to you listeners. If you go to his social media and send him a message and try to encourage him to join me and the rest of my Rattler crew who are doing triathlons, he'll hate me. (laughs) And after he listens to this, he'll want to come kill me, but maybe it will convince him to join the dark side. Anyway, I thought it was fitting to present him because we share that common bond and I just want to say thank you all for listening. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for all my guests for um allowing me space to share your stories. I feel like I've get to know each person in a very special way. By talking to them 30 minutes to an hour. I feel like they share with me and they share with all my listeners. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. So let me tell you a little bit more about my guest. Reggie or Reginald Smith has always been a runner. He is a Navy veteran. Again, after the death of his oldest brother, he gained a significant amount of weight and he rediscovered the love of running. Over the years, he's increased his distance as well as his overall knowledge of running. Moreover, Reggie has a love of black history, and he seeks to represent black stories while running. He'll tell us a little bit more about that. This love led to the start of a t-shirt design business that has done well. He actually designed my t-shirt for my last marathon, New York Marathon. Reggie is also the proud father of two daughters, and again, he is a proud alumni of Florida Agriculture and Mechanical University. Welcome, Reggie, or Reginald Smith, to the show. Well, thanks for joining me today.
0: Glad to be here. Thank you for having me.
1: So, let's just get started. I know you ran in the Navy, but did you run as a child?
0: Kind of, sort of, I, you know, I was not on the, the track team, but ROTC was my favorite high school subject. So, Oh, really? We, okay. Right. So high school class, rather. So we had to do uh, PT tests as part mm-hmm. of the, the class. So in order to prep that, you know, we used to run around the neighborhood. Some some of my friends and I we used to do that. And then when I, uh, I joined the Navy directly after high school, so to get ready for boot camp, you know, we would run around the neighborhood, you know, Different distances and things. I, I can't really say that I was as serious uh, about the the running back then. I was just mainly running just to pass the PT test, or you know, to pass weight standards. You know, I didn't really have the the knowledge, you know, as far as not how to actually run a race. You know, all the dieting, the strategies, you know, things of that nature.
1: Did you enjoy it then, or was it just kind of to pass your PT test?
0: I mean, I kind of enjoyed it, especially when we when we were running with, with friends. Especially when you when you join the navy and you have a, a large group of people and everybody's running on on beat. Well, usually we run on, on left foot, and you know everybody's singing cadence. We like cadence, no, yeah, but, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, like that. You have a you have a large group of people and everybody's singing, and, and that's a lot of camaraderie in it. So, so sometimes yes, it, it was enjoyable. Sure. Did you participate in any other sports growing up? I, I didn't really participate in high school athletics. I was mainly just. Academics and RMTC.
1: And you said you started, I guess, a love of running after your oldest brother passed away. Sorry for your loss.
0: Thank you for that. Yeah, um, my oldest brother, unfortunately, uh, we lost him to to, to gun violence. At, uh, he was um, 34. This was 2001. I, not, I ballooned up to right around, right at 300 pounds. But I was active duty Navy. And of course, Navy has height and weight standards that you have to mm-hmm. maintain. Course they had they'll give you counsel or whatever for any thing that you may be dealing with emotionally but you still have to meet those standards that's when i you know really started to, to run but at the time probably i, I would say the, the the farthest distance that i ran was probably about five miles mm-hmm I, I, I couldn't see myself running a marathon or even a half marathon. Once again, the the Navy's PT test was was a mile and a half, so I figured, you know, if if I can run five, if I can run five miles at a good clip, the mile and a half be would be easy. I, I had no issues even when I was I had gained all the weight, I still had no issues with, with running passing the PT test.
1: What's the time for the one
0: and a half mile? It it, it just depends on your gender and your age. Okay, but I never had any problem passing it. But I was still out of weight standards. So because I was out of weight standards, then I was put on what we affectionately call the Fat Boy program. What does it call? <laughs> the Fat Boy program got back in weight standards, and then I didn't have to go to the but the PT class anymore. Okay. Yeah.
1: We have that in common. I started running I, after my mother passed away. I gained a lot of weight. I'm an emotional eater. So I gained like mm-hmm. 20 pounds and I just started running to lose weight and I developed this love of it. It was, it helped mm-hmm. my mood and it was like part of therapy. So we have that in common. So what was the difference for you as far as running after your brother passed away than running before when you were just running for your PT test?
0: I would I would say, it was a time of, of solace and, and prayer. You know, my brother died, like really, really young, and he, you know, he was on, mm-hmm. like I said, he was only thirty-four, and it was really unexpected. I, I, I actually had just flown. I was stationed at well, the former Naval Hospital, Naval National Naval Medical Center in Bethesda. I was stationed mm-hmm. there, and my next duty station was in Okinawa, Japan. I had flown to Japan. I was in um, Okinawa for. I want to say about three or four days. It took me about three or four days to get internet connection established. And mm-hmm. when I got my internet connection established, if you remember the old Yahoo Messenger, yeah, everybody used to messages. You got
2: message
0: mail, word. yeah, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I set up by get get internet access, log on to Yahoo, now expecting you know messages from my family, of course. Hey, hey how you doing? So and so forth. Actually, my sister-in-law, she told me that my, my brother had passed. So I had only been on Okinawa for like, maybe like four or five days. So I had to turn, I, I tell my, um, my boss, I had to turn around and fly back to the States or with my family, with my brother's funeral. And then I was, I think I stayed maybe like 10 days or so in this, in the States, going back home, to South Carolina and deal with all that. And then we had to fly back to Okinawa again. Over the years, just dealing with, um, uh, those no various issues just always been my place of solitude, you know, a place I can think, place where I could pray. Nobody. Well, sometimes. Well, now I have my Apple Watch, and you know, people can call you. But before the, the Apple Watch <laughs> developed, <laughs> you go out and run. Just no, you nobody. and yeah, yeah, nature. <laughs> yeah, it's just you and nature out there, unless you carry your phone. But I, I'm not one that really likes to carry my phone in my hand unless I I have to. And then when when I when I moved back. Into the DMV, the DC, Maryland, Virginia area. Then that's when I connected with um, with uh, Black Men Run, mm-hmm. and the DC area brothers. Here's a lot of brothers in in the Black Men Run chapter. Here, they're either active duty or. They're retired, or or uh, retired military, or right. they or, or they have previous military service. Um Because I, I didn't know about you know the various races, and of course I was I was familiar with the the distances, but I you know I wasn't aware of the whole running community. So okay. I, I would say that that was my first introductions, and then that's when I really start to learn about running and how to run the different distances.
1: What was your first distance race? What was your first like half marathon or ten miler?
0: Well, I would say my, my first 10-miler was the the Army 10-miler. In, in my opinion, the Army 10-miler, it's still very popular, but mm-hmm. it's not as popular as it was when I first started running around about 2009, 2010. Mm-hmm. It's not as popular as it was, but it's still a very popular race. And I just remember the race being packed and all these people um, you know, training for it. So how did you train? I didn't even really know what, uh, what a training plan was. I knew what the, the race date was, so I just said, "Okay, by this date, I want to have run this number of miles, and by this date, I want want to run this this number of miles." Now, I you know I was smart enough to figure out about tapering. Of course, you didn't want it 13, 15 miles the day before the race, so I, I knew about you know I was smart enough to figure that out. But I just kind of made a, a, a training plan on my own. Okay. I then my first uh, half marathon was that Air Force half marathon that's in dc as well i think that race went away in 2016 so they they don't have it anymore
1: okay so how long between your first 10 mile and your first half marathon
0: was it the same year not the same year i think i think it was a a a year later what was your first marathon my first marathon was the marinko marathon okay i like that race So yeah, it was all the all military races. So
1: how many half marathons have you done? Do you know? Stop keeping
0: count. So (laughs) So,
1: (laughs) over what twenty, thirty?
0: Uh, it's I would say over definitely over thirty, definitely over thirty. Because like for a half marathon, I would probably run at least for a year a half marathon. The ten mile distance is actually my favorite distance. Mine too. Mine too. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it, it's long enough to, to challenge you, but then again, it's short enough. It's long enough, but it's short enough. But for whatever reason, ten ten mile races are are, are kind of hard to, to to find. In Philly, they have the Broad Street, and that was
1: my first long distance race. And we and it was just big. And then we always had like a little get together afterwards. So it was I don't know a significant race for me. And okay. then I think yeah, that was it. Cherry, the cherry blossom, or yeah, something. Yeah, cherry blossom
0: ten mile. hmm Yeah, those are two good, two very good races.
1: Yeah, it's usually in May, but... In in May,
0: right. Yeah,
1: we moved it. So how many marathons have you done?
0: Well, not counting virtual marathons, uh, in-person marathons, I think I'm up to about 20 now. Wow. What's your favorite, or do you have one? My favorite marathon so far, I would definitely say is New York City Marathon. Wow. I guess it's the energy from the city. The New York City Marathon is a marathon about the people. New York, mm-hmm. that's that's what it's really about, and when you know when they advertise it as a 26.2 mile block party, that's not an exaggeration. And because I mean, it really is, I mean, the whole city comes out, people cheer for you. Right. Not, not saying that you, other cities don't come out. Um, I know I just ran a marathon in Minneapolis uh back on the third of this month, but it was great support at the Twin Cities Marathon. There, I was a great race, I enjoyed it, but nobody comes out like New York, it's not an easy course.
1: Not at all. <laughs> not, <laughs> at all. <laughs> not at all. Not at all.
0: It is definitely yeah. not an easy bridges. <laughs> right. Exactly. First time I ran it. Uh, well, once again, I, I was still, I guess, kind like, of "quote unquote" green. The first time I ran it back in 2016, it was the first, actually, the first time I ever broke four hours on a Like all these people were like, "Ah, oh, you came four on the floor on the world major." I'm like, "I came on the floor on a what?" <laughs> you know, you, know I, I did, you didn't know about the world majors I, yeah no I, I had no i had no clue about the world majors at, at the time but i was really proud that i, I came in you know on the floor of that course and really my my whole goal was to get my name in the newspaper
1: my name wasn't in the newspaper yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that's that's all i wanted i wanted my name in new york Times. that's all i wanted what's on your bucket list as far as running i want to finish up my world majors which ones do you have left? um Berlin and Boston. I have those two left. My ultimate goal is to get a New York qualifying time. Now, a lot of people talk about the Boston qualifying time, but my my goal is getting new york qualifying new york is 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 harder than did Boston as far as the time qualification in it, right. But if you qualify get the New York qualifying time, you you qualify on time for New York, Boston, and Chicago. You qualify for all three like for for my Asian gender, the New York qualifying time is three fourteen, and mm. the Boston qualifying time is three twenty five. Okay, that's a lot of time.
1: It is, when, especially when you're dead fast.
0: Yeah, America, that, that's a lot of time. But I figured if I set my training for the New York qualifying time, even if I don't make that New York qualifying time, I think I, I still should be good for for Boston.
1: So, when you train now, do you follow a plan? Do you have a
0: coach? Like, what's your method? Now, now now I have a coach. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely have a coach. He sends me on workouts and he uh follows me, of course, on the on the Garmin app monitors my progress and we talk about strategies and strategies for the race and strategies, even for training, you know, other topics as far as you know, diet, shoes, you know, topic. How'd you find him? Another runner, uh, Philip King, he was his coach.
1: So how many days a week do you run?
0: Six. Six days a week. The biggest areas is is injuries because I missed boy, before COVID hit the New York City Marathon. I was, I was supposed to run New York City Marathon in 2019, but I fractured my um, toe. I, I, I healed up in time to run, but it was only like a month, and I didn't really want to struggle. Uh, but I guess if I had known COVID was coming <laughs> next year, I probably would. <laughs> I probably would went, on, went, on, went on ahead and struggle. I, I think that's been a, a big help. As that's my coach has been a big help. The training plan to help me stay away from injury. as you age that's that's one of the biggest things uh is to stay stay away from injuries no stretch you, the the different different runs in your training plan mm-hmm. I think that I think that's highly highly it important is. it is because you just don't bounce back mm-hmm. and it just delays your progress then so, yeah, it
1: takes a while to get back to where you were before
0: exactly
1: what's your most significant injury you had over the
0: years my most significant injury uh mm-hmm. probably my fractured fractured toe on, on my right I, I fractured toes twice on my right foot. How long were you out? About a month each time and I was in a uh, walking boot. The second one was was particularly frustrating because I underestimated some shoes. I I run in Hokas. Okay. And I really like the hoker Rincons. For me, a guy my size, my weight, I wouldn't recommend myself personally. I probably shouldn't have went above maybe like 15 miles. Mm -hmm. But but one day I went out and I ran and I I just did 18 miles before. And I went out and I ran the very next day to do a recovery run, got out two miles and my foot just like just started hurting. And I tried to push my foot was like, no, no, you're not going to push today. And and it was hot. It was (laughs) hot, and and, and actually, I really, I wish I would have had my phone because I would have, I would have called a a Lyft or Uber or something to come Mm -hmm. take me back home. But I had to, I had to hobble two miles back home in the heat, and it was hot that day. And then I went to the the, uh, see the doctor next day, and sure enough, fracture, fracture. It's a very small fracture, but it was, it, it, it was definitely was painful, and. Uh, I think that 18 miles and those Rincons, that's what did it. That's, that's what did it. I would recommend the Rincons for anybody. It's just a, I think I did to have a mileage for, for me for that shoot. Okay.
1: So you mentioned before you and three of your frat brothers just ran the Twin City Marathon. Right. And mm-hmm. one, Melvin Carter, who happens to be the mayor of St. Paul, Minnesota, who came up with the idea to run the marathon?
0: Actually, my namesake, Reginald Harrison, um, he came up with the idea and he called myself, my line brother, and, and Melvin. I think he called us first because he know that, that we all run with the idea around April. Then we asked around and it was it was a great, great time. Yeah, I'm still on the high from it. 25, 26 years later, you know, we'd be running a marathon together. Like, we're going to do projects. We might go to each other's weddings, we might see each other's kids graduate. Or- you know, may, maybe even do business, but mm-hmm. I would have never, I would have never guessed that we would do run a marathon together. So it was real special for us.
1: I love the fact that so many of my family classmates are running, doing triathlons, trying to live and promote a healthy lifestyle.
0: Oh yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's important, you know, health as well. It is, and, and it, it really is, and it, and it does translate to real dollars. If you don't have. Certain diagnoses like diabetes, and that's money you don't have to spend on insulin. Mm-hmm.
2: High
0: blood pressure, or high blood pressure, or cholesterol. Yes, yeah, money that you don't have to spend on those type of medicines. A lot of people look at me and they say, "Oh, I can't run a marathon. That's just too much." And I, you know, I tell mm-hmm. them all the time that that that's okay. Mm-hmm. Or you know, they look at me, "Oh, I just ran. You know, five I say, "No, no, 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 that's no, good. no, no." That's good.
1: I'm like yeah.
0: that. That that's fantastic. Don't don't yeah. don't discredit your distance. Yes, uh, you know. Yes, and being former athlete, I, I think sometimes people uh, until they like really looked at look at me in my face and and see that I'm serious about it. And I tell them all the time, if you run a five k, if you run a five k, you ran three point one miles. Okay, the United States Marine Corps, when they when when the Marines, when they do their physical fitness tests for the Marines, they run only three miles. So. So you have actually ran a longer distance than the Marines. You're you're doing what the Marines do to test mm-hmm. their fit. So uh, you know, underestimate or uh, try to devalue your distance It is, is that that 3.1 miles is a 5K is a 5K for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's a reason that the Marine Corps um, does their PT test on on the three miles. You know, because it tests your endurance and in your um, your cardiovascular and your strength. Mm-hmm. So just keep running and over time you're going to see those times decrease you're going you will get faster and and then once you see those times decrease you know you're going to see you know your dress size decrease you're going to see you know your pant size your waist size decrease as you get in a better shape yeah i I tell people all the time don't try to discredit and another thing that I, i tell people is you know find something that you like to do i mean this is I, like, I do you see me run all the time because this is what I like doing mm-hmm. now you might like to do something else like mm-hmm. like biking or whether it's swimming or um or you can do i guess you could do biking swimming and running for you <laughs> like stuff like a triathlete. Yep. <laughs> but-
1: <laughs> that's true that's true that's true and as we age, I think running and just i mean doing things that you love can help you look young. <laughs> And keep you away from those chronic disease. Like we're talking about diabetes, hypertension, high cholesterol, heart disease. Because I know when I was growing up, my mom had like a host of medicine. She passed away with breast cancer, but she had a lot of other medical issues. And she used go around with this bag. And I used to call it her walk pharmacy. And I said, when I get old or older, I don't want to take all these medicines. So it's like, that's mm-hmm. part of the reason this, like, uh, I love this stuff too. And I'm a little extreme, but... I don't want to take medicines for high blood pressure, diabetes, cholesterol. I take vitamins and, and, and things like that, but I don't have to take any of these chronic medicines and I don't ever want to. But if my doctor did prescribe them, I would take them because I know a lot of people don't take their medicines. You just take them until you get, you get to the point. Sometimes you can't get to the point where you don't need them, but, um, I know when you said you when you run you love to represent Black stories while running. Can you tell me a little bit more about that?
0: Well, It was actually New York City Marathon, two thousand seventeen, and I wanted to I wanted to um, do something to commemorate an area in New York called um, Seneca Village, and Seneca Village was an area of well what what is now um, Central Central Park. It was comprised mostly black people that were uh former that were you know former slaves and but there were there are also some some Dutch immigrants that were uh were there as well. What what happened, they basically took over the the area by their area by eminent domain. They mm-hmm. they first they started off with putting out bad press about Seneca Village in the newspaper. There a lot of um I guess undesirables lived there, and you know there was a lot of suspected illegal activities, and you know the place should be torn down. They started doing that through the newspaper uh, when they wanted to take the area over by eminent domain. They all they didn't offer the owners the, the owners of the property there their um, the full property value. Though so through court records and things, now they know that some of the people were actually taken and you know forced off their property. So, so basically, it was either, okay, you either take this little bit of money and get mm-hmm. off your property, or we're going to come and take you and throw you off your property. Mm. But one way or the other, you getting off this property. Mm-hmm. So they they did that um, They took it over, and that's where Central Park was was built. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, now, now, too, they, they found, they did some excavations. And they they have found the areas where it used to be, and you know they found some parts, some remnants, some buildings, and different um, household items and things. In a nutshell, it's is that they took over this town and of uh, uh, black people, and they didn't adequately compensate mm-hmm. uh, compensate for us. this this Seneca Village story. Like if you if you search all across the country,
1: it's happened a lot of places. Tulsa, Same happened in Tulsa.
0: Yep. It's it's the same story, the same process of taking land from African Americans, not adequately compensating them, and then taking it over and then building something else Mm -hmm. out of that. So Mm -hmm. I just took everything that I I learned and I just put it in uh, a design for a singlet (laughs) to to race in. Now, Mm -hmm. uh, of course, I'm not the first person ever (laughs) to to use uh, a racing t shirt to send a message, Mm -hmm. but but obviously I was—I really wanted to, um, my 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 whole sole purpose was to bring out black stories and have people awareness of, of of what's happened. And when I ran the New York City Marathon there in 2017, I was actually hurt, so I couldn't run as fast as I could. But that was—but it actually turned out to be to getting the word out about Seneca Village. It actually worked out pretty good because I remember he was actually was a, it was a it was a white man and. <laughs> He saw. He saw my He was like. He was like. Woo! Seneca Village. That's what I'm talking about. And he he jumped out. He grabbed my hand. He actually, he actually scared me. I was like, I'm, <laughs> like, <"Yeah." laughs> I'm like okay. All right. All right. Seneca Village. Yeah. And then you know I went a long way. I think I was in Brooklyn. And, and another brother. He saw Seneca Village. He was like. He was like real proud. He was Like yeah, man. That's how you represent for the people right there. That's how you mm-hmm. represent right there, brother man. I, I love that right there. And you know, I saw another man, he, he read it and then I saw I saw him lip he 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 did like Seneca Village and I could see that I mean I can't read lips professionally, but I could see that he saw my shirt and he actually pulled out his phone. So I am guessing that he looked up Seneca Village on his phone. And so that's the, the you know to figure out, you know, what is this Seneca Village? Mm-hmm. Seneca Village, New York. So I think it was good and it's been well received. And I've done this the same process with, with other projects that, you know, I've done personally and for other people. So mm-hmm. represent us, make, make people aware of some of our stories. Yeah. Season three,
1: we will continue the new segment called Ask the Duck. If you have any questions related to musculoskeletal injuries or musculoskeletal health, go to my website, www.weouilifeweouilove.com, click on the tab, voicemail, leave your voicemail and select messages will be aired and answered on the segment. Now back to the show. Part of my podcast is to feature guests who overcome obstacles to make it to their finish line. Can you tell me about an obstacle that you face, whether it be running, life, relationship?
0: Oh, wow. I would probably say the biggest, the biggest obstacle when I was going through my <laughs> divorce back in 2016, that was, I was like really depressed. You know, I don't know if I would be sitting here talking to you without running. Yeah, I really can't say that I, I, I would. <laughs> I wouldn't. It was um, definitely a life changing, life <laughs> changing experience. I mean, for me, I just pray and ask God for clarity on, on a lot of different things. So yeah, I was, going, I was just going through that. Now I was in counseling for about a year. Mm-hmm. Probably need to go back to counseling, to be honest. So you no, know, I think through running, prayer, and therapy. You know, that's why I made it through, and I'm in a good place now.
1: Were you at all apprehensive about seeking professional help? I know when I was going through depression, I was apprehensive and I'm in in the medical field. One of my friends, he kind of pointed out like if someone came to me with a broken bone, would I tell them to fix it? And he was like, why are you trying to fix yourself? And after he said that, it kind of like. Like, why am I? So I got professional help and like my book is called Running is Cheaper than Therapy. But it's kind of like because I went through therapy and, and running is cheaper, but not not saying that running is in place of therapy. But
0: it was an addition to the therapy. I was kind of apprehensive about it, you know, but it was something I I knew that I need to do. It was like something I'm broadcasting. Hey, i going to therapy. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> but. And like I said earlier, I probably need to go back and, and do some more therapy. I think so, it's
1: good to have like ma- it's called maintenance therapy, or one of my guests he calls it um, mental wealth. It's like you're okay, but you kind of like just need to check in with somebody.
0: Uh, I, I I definitely um, don't don't discredit don't discredit therapy.
1: So if an adult Reggie could go back and talk to a younger version of yourself, what <laughs> advice would you give yourself?
0: I would probably say two words. What's that? Dude, relax. <laughs> 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 yes, for real, um, because like I was like I was so serious about everything. My my, my plan was going to the Navy, get an NRTC scholarship, graduate, get my commission serve my time. And then after my time, I probably, I, I actually just planned to get out and then, you know, and do, then, you know, just go back to civilian life. And then, you know, if I did not get picked up for, get an NRTC scholarship, then at the time the Navy had, they had, they had two funds. They had a Navy college fund mm-hmm. and they had the GI bill. Okay. And so, and most states will give you in-state tuition. So I knew that even if I didn't get picked up, I could get, a, I could you know finish my time from enlisted get out and then go back to school after and you know still get my degree so okay. so one way or the other i was getting my degree paid for but mm-hmm. I, I preferred to get the nrtc nrtc scholarship because i also wanted the college life if if i didn't get picked up for the nrtc program you know i would have went back to college at maybe like 24 25 maybe even 26. Mm-hmm. so you know you, you're kind of older whereas i Went back to college. Started college. I was twenty one when I started college. Really? But I was. I yes, didn't know I was, you.
1: Were, I didn't even know you were older.
0: Yeah, I was twenty one. See, see, but that's the thing because <laughs> it, there was there, there really wasn't a whole lot of difference yeah. between myself, like seventeen, and then, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, people like seventeen and eighteen that are coming in, in in the college. You know, everybody's really kind of the same cohort. Even mm-hmm. though I was three years older, you still you know part of the same cohort. So yeah, I, I wanted the, the college experience. You no, know, I I didn't want to be the old man. At the college party, like, 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 what is he, what is this dude doing here? You know, <laughs> I, I didn't want to do that. So, yeah, I wanted, to, you know, I wanted the college experience too. That's that's part of the reason why I didn't like go to the naval academy because you know you got to do all this extra stuff. I like, no, I wanted to go to school. I wanted to enjoy college.
1: And you and you did that. You did that, but you stressed yourself out in the process, basically.
0: When I was Enlisted in the Navy, I, I made sure, you know, I was always on top of everything. When I I was on top of everything, you know, shoes, shine, you know, whatever we had to do, you know, I, I made sure my stuff was done early. When I got to FAM, you know, my first couple of years at FAM, you know, I, you know, I went to the parties or, or whatever. But everything was always books first. Everything was always books first.
1: How can I convince you to come to the dark side and do
0: triathlons? How can you convince me? Yes. <laughs> Me with triathlons, I don't really see. Like i you not know, like we said earlier. You gotta do what you like. I don't really like cycling, and I and have, I really have you
1: tried. I mean, have you? I, you have,
0: got I have a I have a bicycle that's sitting, sitting in my room right now that I ride maybe twice a year. So, um, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to close the door on it. I did a duathlon
1: first, and then I realized I could run and swim, put them together. It's a little bit more challenging um, while I was learning how to swim
0: mm, okay okay, and that's that's probably that's probably one of the the, the one of one of i mean I'm not a traffic but i am just guessing that's probably one of the biggest barriers that we as African Americans have to you know get into the sport of the other traffic line is probably learning how to swim
1: yeah a lot a lot of people don't and sometimes and some of the biking too it depends on. It's just expensive. The, the bike is the most expensive part too. If you want to, either a high end road bike or a tri bike, they're expensive. And then if you get into all the extra bells and whistles, it can cost you. But it's, it's so addictive. I mean, after you start cycling, I don't know. It's, it's really addictive.
0: Well, like I said, I, I'm I'm definitely not going to, going to rule it out and never say never because you know w- once you say never, you know that's always the thing that you end up doing. When you once you say, "Well, I'm never going to do," then that, <laughs> you'll be right there doing it.
1: Any last minute words of advice for my listeners regarding running or anything else?
0: Select shoes for you. I think I think that the shoes are, are are critical and and and, and shoes as a total personal thing. Like Maybe I it. like hocus, but I I know people who don't like hocus. Hocus don't work for them. Don't work for me. I myself I can't run in Brooks. I've tried to run in Brooks three times, but I know plenty of people who run in Brooks. They 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 swear by Brooks every day. But so it's an individual thing. Get get proper shoes, mm-hmm. and then also stretch, stretch. Best that you stretch before and after you run, but at least stretch. You know, do some dynamic stretching. Static stretching, yeah, um, before you go out run because that that helps to um, prevent to help prevent injuries as well. Proper shoes, you know, go to a running store, get fitted, and, mm-hmm.
1: and, and then make um, sure you replace them. Don't have them like for five years, right?
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, exactly. No, no, yeah, you, yeah, you, 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 <laughs> yeah, you, you have like five years. You got five thousand miles on a pair of shoes, you know. Yeah, you need. My, myself personally, I always keep at least most most often I keep three pairs of shoes uh, and, and rotate them. And then if you want, if you want to, just another little tip. You now, if you want to, uh, you know, keep your um, feet from becoming infected, I would also want, when you come in, pull the soles out of your shoes and spray them down with Lysol. Yeah, that that's gonna help a lot.
1: So, where can my listeners find you?
0: They can find me on Instagram at runreg13 at R U N R E G one three or Run Reg Designs R U N R E G Designs D E S I G N S.
1: Okay, and last question: What's your next big
0: race? My next big race is you guessed it, New York, New York, November seven. Yeah, All November seven. Right. So it'll be my first a New York City Marathon since two thousand eighteen, and you know I'm excited about it. So
1: yeah, how many I'm times excited. have you done it?
0: Three. I, be third. Uh, this would be this is my fourth one. Four. Okay.
1: Well, thank you again for joining me today.
0: No, thank you for having me. It's, it's been a blast. I, I really enjoyed it. Thank you for having me on. I really enjoyed it.
1: That wraps up this episode of Running is Cheaper Than Therapy podcast. Thank you for tuning in. If you already haven't, please download Running is Cheaper Than Therapy podcast on Apple. Spotify, or however you listen to your favorite podcast. If you have any questions, concerns, or possible show topics, please email Run It Is Super Than Therapy, OLD, Omaha Love Brown. Again, that's Run It Is Super Therapy, Omaha Love Brown at gmail.com. I also can be reached via Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Handle We Life we love owe you our life owe you our love thank you and please tune in again